Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss and Mar. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I am Q the Boss. Today, my co-host is not here. You know, she had to do something for her, her stepchild. Or, no, no, excuse me. Her daughter, her goddaughter. You know, so um, we're here today. Today's topic, I actually like the topic today. We're talking about unhappy, so why stay? Meaning, there's a lot of people that are unhappy, but yet and still they stay in relationships. I really don't understand that factor. You know, a lot of people, they tend to say, oh, I don't want to be with this person. But they complain more than they're actually happy. So if you're unhappy, I have a question for you today. Why stay? You know, I'm just curious. You know, we're going to have a real discussion today. You know, but before we get in there, let's talk about my week. This week has been very phenomenal. Got a lot done. One of my flips are actually moving very, 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 very fast. And I'm ecstatic, actually. Um... About to purchase another house next week, and I'm happy. But there's a topic I want to get into before we start talking about this. There is a video that's viral right now. And this video is a girl, she went to the restaurant with her 18 friends, and she expected her boyfriend to pay whether the video is fake or not. I'm just curious to how we think. She expected her boyfriend to pay for her and all 18 of her friends' dinner. How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys think that's normal or you think that's kind of crazy? So here's my question. Do you believe it's fair or is expected of a woman to literally have to go, I mean, a man to have to go into a restaurant and pay for 18 friends to eat dinner because of the fact that it was his girlfriend's birthday? What do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about that? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. I ditch her. Somebody on live said I would ditch her. Boom. You know, somebody said, I'll ditch her. Somebody said, no. I want to run y'all comments up. Let's talk. Let's talk today because today we involving the audience today more than ever. We saying names and all. Lady D720 said, I'm a woman and I think she has lost her mind. See, I'm happy that a lot of people on this page and this, uh, on, this, uh, on this live, they got common sense. I've seen some people tell me that he should be entitled or she he should be obligated rather to have to pay. So I'm asking you, that's, that's a no-go, somebody says. Somebody said that's a no-go. Definitely not his responsibility. I'm going to tell you how I feel about it in a second. I just want to see a couple more things, what y'all got to say. A woman wouldn't do that for him. That's what I agree with. A woman would not pay for the man if the circumstances or the shoe was on the other foot. And I'm going to be honest with you. But I have a question for you guys. If you're unhappy... Why do you stay in relationships? What are reasons that people stay in relationships even when they're unhappy? I'm just curious to why do people stay in relationships that they do more complaining about opposed to being happy about? If you're very unhappy, what is the point in staying in a relationship? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. What is the reason? Somebody said trauma bond. Trauma bond. Boom. And you ain't never lied. There are a lot of people that come from trauma. So therefore, they attach themselves to other people who come from trauma. So they bond together. And I agree with that. I was scared to leave. Elaborate on that. The kids, I'm seeing different reasoning. Kids, most stay because they have no self-esteem. I agree. Some people don't want to sleep, uh, to sleep alone. You know, uh, afraid of the unknown. Don't want to be alone. I agree. Trauma bonding. I agree 100%. One of the reasons we want to talk about today in this particular matter is why do people stay if they're unhappy? So my logic is if you're unha unhappy, why stay? Why stay? You know, last week we talked about a lot of different things and talking about what love was. I don't think a lot of people really understand the factors of uh, accepting somebody. I think more people get into relationships and try to force people to become who they want them to become. And I think that's very unhealthy for a person. For me to be with someone and them not accepting me for me and ultimately forcing me to be who they want me to be, I don't think that's fair to me. 
nor is it fair to me to make someone who I want them to be. Listen, if I met a lazy person and I'm complaining about being lazy, I think the problem is more so the person that accepted the person in the beginning for being lazy. So now I'm forcing this person to be what I want them to be. They've been showed me they were like this. They've been showed me they were lazy. They showed me they was inconsistent. They showed me a lot of flaws that I accepted initially, but now I'm complaining about it. And I don't think it's fair to the person to do that. See, sometimes we look at things as, oh my God, the relationship is good only if we make the person what we want. I've noticed that we have arguments and debates with people who only think a healthy relationship only involves them doing everything they want you to do. I don't think that's a healthy relationship. By you telling me the relationship is healthy because you're forcing a person to be what you want them to be, I don't think that's nowhere near healthy. And I think that is very selfish of a person that would even entertain or do that. For me, true love is the willingness to accept flaws of their individuals or their mates and become what they're not. For instance, I'm, I know I'm bad at scheduling. So I would always expect my woman to be more of a scheduler or a planner because I'm not good at it. So when you know what you're not good at, your whole goal is to find things that accommodate what you're not good at. So therefore, you ultimately look better at things that you're not good at. See, if I know I can't shoot three-pointers, why am I outside shooting three-pointers? To me, it don't make sense. You have to know what you're gifted at and what you're not gifted at. And that's how people can sustain and maintain relationships. But again, unhappy, so why stay? One of the reasons we came up with is can't find anyone better. I truly believe there are people who believe that the grass is greener. But there's also people that understand that the grass may not be greener. Some people stay in relationships because they know they can't do better, so they complain about it. I'm looking at logic like, look, sometimes we overvalue ourselves, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman. Listen, brother, a woman based a man on his economical situation as security. A woman needs security ultimately to feel secure in a relationship. A woman could never submit to a man who isn't financially stable. And the only way she will if she's controlling or B, she's trying to help him. But ultimately, she's going to complain about what she didn't really want. So let's just say a woman takes on a guy. He doesn't have a lot of money, right? She will ultimately get into this relationship with this guy and eventually complain about what he isn't because she never really looked at that as a man. So the problem with a lot of women nowadays, I see, and I'm convinced to believe this, that there are a lot of women who accept men for being who they are, but yet and still complain later on about them being who they are because they know that that's not what they see as a man. So ladies, stop trying to play Captain Build a Man. Stop playing Captain Build a Man. See, the problem is if you're playing Captain Build a Man, stop being disappointed when the person shows you who they are. They've already showed you that they were the way they are. So you have to accept that the fact that this person is not going to ever be this strong warrior that you may look at like, oh my God, he's attractive, but yet and still he may not be consistent with his working abilities. He may not be consistent with um, showing, if you have children, he may not be in a good, good example of what a man is to your son or to your daughter. Sometimes you have to be conscious of who you're choosing because of the fact that people choose people and then they ultimately complain about the people they've chose. I don't get mad at people for being who they are. I get mad at people for pretending to be who they aren't. Let me say that one more time. I do not get mad at people for being who they are. I get mad at people for pretending who they aren't. See, when you oppose to be someone you're not, and then you show me that you're not who I thought you were, it is harder for me to accept you because of the fact that I thought you were a certain way. But if you tell me you are a certain way, it is easy for me to accept you because ultimately you've always showed me who you were. So if a person is a cheater and they tell you they're a cheater, why are you getting mad at the fact that they're a cheater? The problem I have with a cheater is a cheater will lie that they're not a cheater and pretend that they're not a cheater and ultimately get what they want from you and then show you that they're cheaters. Let me say that one more time a little slower because I think that might have went over somebody's head. A cheater will pose like they're not a cheater, tell you they're not a cheater, then ultimately cheat. That's a person I can't respect. And that's very unfair to a person to be in a relationship with a person like that. See, sometimes you have to be logical and being honest. If a person comes into a relationship very transparent, you cannot get mad at the fact that this man has multiple baby mothers and you knew that. You're complaining about his baby mothers, but he already told you this in the beginning. So why is the complaint? Why are we complaining about things in relationships that ultimately going to be transparent for the rest of the relationship. My theory is this. 
let's spend more time on pushing each other up and less time on complaining about who we aren't. See, again, let's spend more time on pushing each other up and less complaining about what the things are bad in the relationship. Things will remain bad in relationships as long as you keep complaining about them. See, when you look at a human, right, and you're talking to a human, you're yelling at this human about being who they are. This human may have been this person for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And now you're complaining about this person for being who they are. In their mind, in their right, they, have a under, they, they believe that they're okay and they're normal. Now, for you to come into their life on the 21st, 25th, 23rd, 28th, 30th year and tell this person who they aren't, do you think that's healthy? Or is it going to create more of a problem? I think it's going to be more problematic. And the reason why I believe it's going to be more problematic is because this person don't see anything wrong. See, you may want to be the millionaire, but what if she wants to just be stable? Her goal was always to be stable. Your goal was to always be a millionaire. Now you guys are fighting about the fact that you want one thing, she want another. See, here's the logic. What if she accepts you chasing your dream on being a millionaire? And what if she supports you on your dream of being a millionaire? What if you realize that, okay, at least she doesn't want to be a millionaire, but she's not in the way of me becoming a millionaire. So she may not want to be a millionaire, but she's ultimately not in your way of you becoming a millionaire also. So the problem is, is when we step on each other's toes. A lot of the times people step on each other's toes and they think that uh, because you're forcing someone or imposing your will on somebody, that makes a person happy. I'm going to tell you something. The more you force somebody to be a certain way, the more you're going to build something called resentment. Resentment is the worst thing that can happen or it can hinder a relationship very bad. A lot of people are in relationships and they resent the fact that they accepted things in the beginning and now they're complaining about it. There are people who did things or allowed things early in a relationship and now it's ultimately the problem that's gotten so heightened that now you're thinking about walking away from this person. For instance, let's say you date somebody today, right? And as you dated this person, you knew for a fact this person wasn't that good with money, right? Whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, right? Let's say you knew for a fact the person was bad with money. Now you're complaining about their economical situation. You're complaining about the fact that the person is consistent with money, right? How fair is it to a person that you're complaining about their finances, but you knew that was a problem in the beginning? So when you took on this problem, right, you took on this problem, which is this person, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, what you should have told yourself, like, look, if I take on this person, this person is not good with money. I have to look at myself in the mirror as an adult and say to myself, I have to be better at what they aren't. Otherwise, our relationship will financially suffer. If you're not willing to tell yourself that truth, then you should not be entertaining somebody that has a bad financial situation. Ultimately, you're going to complain about the person having a bad financial situation when you met the person like that. I don't find that fair. I find that very, 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 very selfish. Because there are other things that person can be good at other than the finances. But if you value the finances more, then I think you should make it more prominent or more evident that that's what you care about. And when you're choosing a mate or selecting a mate, you should ultimately be looking for that. There are a lot of things that people do in relationships that don't make sense to me. And when I talk to people, people get very upset over reality. There's a thing I've noticed that a lot of people, whether men and women, they date based on their level of insecurities. And I'm going to tell you something about the word insecurity. A man will only go to the level of the woman. Meaning, if a man dates a woman who is weak, he will ultimately never see how strong he truly is. Because a woman will challenge a man to be stronger based on the fact that he has strength. If a man is a king, a woman will help him bring the kingship out of him. If he dates a woman who is allowing him to be a prince, he will ultimately stay a prince. Men in 2022 stay prince because they choose to date women who accept them being prince and never chasing their kingship. And a woman will ultimately challenge you to be great. Sometimes men call that combative, argumentative. I don't look at it like that. I think a woman who is a queen understands that I need a king standing next to me. So if she's combating your argumentative, I think that is a plus. And the reason why I think that's a plus is because she's ultimately bringing out the greater self, which is you. A woman can see 
potential from afar. And the reason being is a woman has something called a natural nurturing ability. A nurturer has an ability to see things that the average eye can't see. Understand, everything starts in a woman's womb. She is the giver of life. She is Mother Earth. So a woman to me is very prominent when understanding how to help level up a man. There are tons of men today who run to certain women because their levels of insecurity. They date based on their level of security. For instance, a controlling man will date a weak woman because he is controlling, right? A weak man will date a woman who has, let's say he has a lot of money. He will date a weak woman because of the fact that he has a lot of money. So he'll make his money lead the relationship. So she has to be weak. Because I'm going to tell you something. I know strong women who don't have money, but yet and still you can't control them with their economics. She's not going for it. She will never sell her soul or allow you to compromise who she believes she is because of finances. There are tons of women like that. And I, I respect those women. You can't make or break her because of your finances. She'll throw that, that new chain you just got her right back in your face. She'll throw them that, that, that mill. What you just said this about the mill? I will cash app you back your money. Those are the women I respect. I'm going to tell you something. The real women, right, are the women who challenge men. Man, let's stop running from these women and complaining about her being very, very uh, combative and argumentative. It is not argumentative if a person is pushing you to become greater. It's not argumentative. If a person sees that you can be a, 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 a better person and they're not challenging it, what is, what, 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 what is, what is wrong with that problem? And I'm going to tell you something. I had a couple that I knew one time, right? She told me one time she challenges this man to go to church. The man was upset because of the fact that she wanted him to go to church. The woman said, I married him, right, for him to be my earthly husband, but also my heavenly husband. Her idea was she did not want to lose her husband when they finally died and passed away. She wanted to spend eternity with her husband. So in her religion, in her belief, in her right, she said to herself, I want my husband in the heavens with me. So she kept challenging her husband to ultimately seek a relationship with God. But she kept getting, he kept rather getting mad at the fact that she's trying to control me. I'm like, yo, brother, there's some words in today's society that's been so blown out of proportion. And one of the words is controlling. I'm going to tell you something. If a person is in a relationship, whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, if you're dating someone and, that, and, 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 and the person is not proven deemed worthy of being a leader, ladies, take that leadership role. Men, if the woman is not proven that she's trying to lead, then it is your job to lead. I'm going to tell you something. That word leader can be very interchangeable. I've seen moments in relationships where women were the leaders. I see moments in relationship where the men were the leaders. And it's all about who's better at it, who's consistent. I don't think a man's natural role is to be a leader nowadays. I notice that some men aren't made to be leaders, period. That is a man's natural role based on from a biblical standpoint. But in 2022, it's definitely changed. A lot of men aren't taking on their natural roles. So we complain about the women being so argumentative. We complain about the women being so combative. We complain about the women being so uh, uh, financially uh, uh, penis-driven because they have a penis because of economics. And it's true. Money has made a lot of women believe that they're menly because they make money. And I'm going to be honest. I can't take shots at men and not take shots at women. Ladies, economics don't make you a man. Listen, one time I got into an argument with my woman. She said to me, and I'm going to be honest with you. She said to me, let's be real. I don't need you. I looked around the room. I didn't think she was talking to me. She said, she said it again. Let's be real. I don't need you. I looked around the room again. She said, well, who are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for you to, you, you trying to get, you think you're getting me mad? I'm dating you because of the fact that you don't need me. Because I don't need you either. I need God. You understand? I need health. You know, I don't need a woman. I want my woman. You understand? Like, this is the logic. There are roles in every house. Every house. Let's go on record. Me and my guy Chris today was talking about something today, right? And I want to applaud... All the men, and I want to applaud all the women in society today who understands that men need women, women need men. I'm going to do that one more time. I want to applaud all the men, and I want to applaud 
all the women who understands that men and women need each other. And I'm going to tell you why. Here's logic. Do you know that more married couples own homes? Right? X. Do you know that more married people live longer than non-married people? Facts. Do you know that children grow up in a better stable home when there are two? Facts. There is a laundry list of things that is feasible when there's two. We're dealing with something in 2022 called inflation. The cost of living has changed so much. I don't care if you live in North Carolina. I don't care if you live in New York. I don't care if you live in Texas. I don't care if you live in Jersey. I don't care. Detroit, wherever you live at, at the end of the day, the cost of living has changed everywhere. Let's talk about these gas prices. You know, the reality of all things is just gas prices is a way of showing you something called inflation. Now, we're still in a, a world where two people who don't see that economically, it makes more sense to be together and to build together. Look at the logic. I watch the Hispanic culture, right? And I'm not making this racial. I'm just speaking facts. Notice, Hispanic culture definitely didn't change. They done change their economical positioning. And let's shout out to my Spanish, the Spanish coaches that are pooling together and making it make sense. Watch this. I've noticed that Spanish people still value marriage, right? Jews still get married. Indians still get married. Asians still get married. Indians still get married. But I hate to say this, but I have to be honest. When I talk to a lot of people that look like me, whether men, whether women, the culture has shifted to the point where we think we don't need each other. And I find it disheartening for two people to honestly believe they don't need each other. But yet and still, this is the reason why economically we're suffering. Because our children are more prone to be incarcerated when they come from single mothers. I'm being honest, especially our boys. Our boys have a higher rate of incarceration when they come from single mothers. And it's not the single mother's fault. Because a lot of these men are running from their responsibilities too. So as far as I can talk about a woman, I tell the truth about a man. So when we get on this live, we don't do nothing to disrespect either, either, either culture. But we definitely going to tell the truth. So look at the logic. You take inflation and the cost of living right now, right? Simple logic. The average person works 40 hours a week, right? 40 hours. So you telling me if I can't choose a mate, right, to pool in my house, that sounds like every bit of 80 hours as a team. It's two of us working together to build our situation. If there's eight hours in a day for me and there's eight hours for her, that sounds like 16 hours. So there's 16 hours every day coming to the house for us to build our future together. I'm going to tell you, when a person doesn't understand that, they'll ultimately never get to the levels that they want to get to. Notice, when you think that you can do everything by yourself, you're going to see that you need a partner. I'm going to tell you something. I do believe in the Bible. And the Bible speaks about having a helpmate. I believe that every man and every woman should find someone to help them. Stop complaining about life and stop complaining about what a person isn't because at the end of the day, someone going out and helping you every day is better than someone not. See, there's a lot of things that goes on today right now that I can't respect. I don't want no one to stay with me because they think they can't find any better. I don't want that. And the reason why I don't want that is because I want someone to understand my value. And I'm going to tell you something on record. Yes, I do earn, but money is not the focal point of me being valuable. Let's just give a scenario. And I want my ladies to answer this question. Me and you laying in the bed right now, you hear a noise, right? You hear a noise. And you look at me, I look at you. What or who do you expect to get up and go check that noise? Do you expect... You to stay in the bed, ladies? Or do you expect me as the man to go check it out? We're being 100% honest. I want everybody that saw my live to write men, if you believe the man is supposed to check it out, or write me, if you expect you. And for my men that saw my live, I want you to write the man. You know, so far I'm seeing the man, the man, the man. So when I talk to people, right, I disagree with both. I'm going to be honest with you. The reality of all things is this. 
If a man is not willing to put his life on the line for his woman, he ain't a man. And I'm going to say that. If a man is not willing to put himself out there for his family, he is not a man. If someone has to work more overtime, I will be that man to go do it. See, I'm going to tell you something. The roles are changing because we accept in certain roles being what they are. Roles are mandatory in every situation. Any successful team has roles. I'll have a reason or have a, a usage. If two people can't understand that a man has a role and a woman has a role, and they can interchange. See, economics is not the focal point of the role for a man or a woman. It's who makes more money, who can do more. If we are a family, it shouldn't be about whoever is the leader that makes more money. I know couples where the man's wife leads because, and he's the breadwinner, but she's better at money. So yet and still, she's better with money, and if she wasn't better with money, they wouldn't be in their position today. But yet and still, society will tell him, if you make the most money, you're the leader. I disagree with that statement again. And the reason why I disagree with that statement is because if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't be in their position today. Yes, he was able to bring home the money. She put the money in a position to work and made the right decisions with the money. So let's not devalue the stay-at-home mothers also because there are, they, a lot of them play major roles too. There's a lot of different things that work in different homes that a lot of people don't understand. They base everything on economics today. We was having a discussion, and I, and I want to get into my personal life a little bit. As everyone knows, I own a barbershop. I own my barbershop for a very long time, and the reason why I love my barbershop is because I get the realest conversations in my life in my barbershop. Any person on my live that goes to the, book, the, the, the beautician, any person on my live that goes to the barbers, they know the conversations get gritty. And I love the barbershop. And I'm pretty sure for my women, it's the same thing in the beauty salons. The conversations are raw, uncut, and truthful. So today, it just so happens the lady's in the shop. And we were discussing roles. She thinks that a man can do anything a woman can do and a, man, a woman can do anything a woman can. Listen, if the men, the roles were reversed, really, there wouldn't be no kids walking around here. Because I think the average man can't even give birth. I'm not giving birth. So if I had to give birth, there wouldn't be no children. I'm sorry. After witnessing a woman give birth, I see the true strengths of a woman. For those who have never seen a woman give birth, and they clearly don't understand the power of a woman. See, we talk about this, this physicality and this alpha male, I can take on the world mentality. But once you see a woman give birth, ain't no way no man can't tell me no woman's stronger. The, the, the birth given, it, it, it takes it to a whole nother level. I've seen natural births, right? And to see a natural birth, meaning, no, what's the, what's the word that they use for, uh, is, is it epidurum? Epidurum. That numbs, that numbs the woman so she don't feel so much pain. I've seen women not use that and still to give birth, right? I've seen it. So let's not have these discussions and keep basing it on who's what and what role. Listen, ladies, I need you. Ladies, you need me. We need each other. In today's society, we need each other more than we ever needed each other before. But yet and still, we keep going backwards about this, I can do anything a man can do and I can do anything a woman. Come on, what are we doing here? All you're seeing is more separation than ever. And it's working by design. And the sad part about this design is only creating more bad families. The children are disrespectful because they don't understand that a mother should be a mother. She should not be her child's friend. And a father should be a father. He should not be his son's friend. I could never be my, my son's friend. I'm going to tell you why. How am I going to be my son's friend, right? When I pay for everything. That don't even make sense. That is the worst friendship in my life. Why would I invest in being my son's friend when this kid don't pay for anything? Let's have a logical conversation, guys. We're going to be honest. I love my son dearly. But my son would be my, bro my broke best friend. I don't want that. You know, I want to be my son's father. I want to be my son's dad. I want him to understand there are roles. Life is about understanding roles. And until we get that concept, 
you're going to continuously have problems. Let's talk about the kids. The kids are having problems because you have too many people who don't understand their roles. I'm going to tell you something, ladies, and I don't want to shoot at you, but I'm going to say to my men too. Never, ever, 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 ever call your child's father out in front of his, son, his dad. I don't care if y'all together. I don't care if y'all not together. You never call your child's father out in front of his children and vice versa for you men. Don't call your child's father or your husband or your man out in front of each other. And I'm going to tell you why. And I want y'all to listen to this good. Let's clear your ears real quick. Listen to this real good. When you have a child, right, and he learns or she learns that there's a disagreement between the two adults, they learn how to manipulate you and play you against each other. Look at what I just said. If you have a child who sees that his mother and his dad has problems, he learns or she learns how to play them against each other. There should be no way after having children with each other, you and this person can't cohabitate and work on building a bond to help build this child. I'm going to tell you something. Regardless of whatever my child mother may be or may not be, I will never, ever, ever insult her or disrespect her as my child's mother. I don't agree with everything she does. But at the end of the day, she's still my kid's mother. And when you understand that, that means you have officially arrived to adulthood. See, people say they're grown. But in order to be grown, you have to make grown decisions. I cannot act like me and this girl, are, we dated and it's over. We have something called a child together. And last time I checked, that is an 18 to 24 year commitment. Agreed? So if you know for a fact, you may not agree with everything that she does or everything that he does, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to deal with this person. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a part of that child that you sitting down every day talking to, talking about his father, talking about his mother, that still loves that person. So when you sit in there telling your son, your dad ain't this and your mama ain't this, you're building something called resentment. A lot of children out here clashing because two adults couldn't learn how to cohabitate and respect each other. You have children who are growing up with traumas because of the fact that these two parents couldn't even cohabitate and understand that we could have a decent discussion and work it out. But yet and still, they want these children to be great kids. How can your kids be great kids when you're not great parents? We got to make better decisions. We got to stop looking at our children and not understanding that we are the example. We set the tone. The way my son treats Miss Jackson down the street is the way I'm going to teach him how do you treat Miss Jackson. Because every time my son see me interact with a woman, he's going to see that I'm very respectful. Even when I argue with my woman, we have to step away. And then we can get it in. But I'm not going to do that in front of my child. And the reason why I'm not going to do that to my child, in front of my child, because some things you do, you create normality. The worst thing you could do is create a normal, dysfunctional structure or a home for your child. That is the worst thing you can do. Build a normal, dysfunctional, un, un, uh, it's inhabitable space for your children. It's not healthy because of how you feel. Get out your feelings because your feelings are irrelevant. You lost that title the day you gave birth. The day you laid and got intimate is the day you lost that title of how you feel all the time. It's about your children. Let's get back to raising these children to understand that, yo, I'm going to show you what a father is. I'm going to show you what a mother is. I'm not going to make no excuses. And to my men and my women out there, let's just say this straight. My ladies, if you choose to have a baby with a guy who doesn't have a lot of money, right? Don't complain about him not being able to spend a lot of money on his kid when you knew what it was before you had a baby. And another thing. Stop complaining about the men not taking care of their kids when I meet women having babies with children, men who had babies before them and they weren't taking care of them. And then you have a child with them. And then complain about the fact that he's the way he is. Come on. Where's the accountability? We got to be honest. We got to be fair. Come on. You know, after a certain age, we're going to talk about the word sex, S-C-X, right? After a certain age, sex shouldn't be your focal point of chasing relationships. I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of people 
who allow sex to allow them to make poor decisions. Such as, oh, he's so good and bad. Oh, I love the way he do this. Oh, I want him. His body is this. Oh, but you ain't never said this man is consistent. You never said he's loyal. You never said he worked hard. You never said he's responsible. You never said he's a good example for your children. Yet and still, he lays the sex down. Let's change his narrative. There are tons of people who don't see that that word and that intimate thing that you're doing is actually losing a lot of value for people. People don't understand. You are who you lay with, men and women. I told a guy the other day, I don't want to hear you talk about how a woman is disgusting when you laid with her. I don't want to hear it because you're just as nasty. And we're, we're going to stop that bias. See, men don't like me because I tell the truth. If you go lay with a nasty girl and you want to run around and talk about how nasty you are, how nasty she is rather, how nasty are you? Come on, you ain't no better than her. But yet and still, you're going to throw her under the bus because of the fact that maybe she got daddy issues. Maybe she got traumas. Maybe you saw the vulnerability of this woman who wants a husband or a boyfriend and you're taking advantage of her. You're not going to tell that part of the story. Because even guys that sleep with dirty girls, they tell them a lot of false lies. And I've seen it myself. Because I'm guilty of it too. I've done it. I'm not going to lie. Tell her what she want to hear so you can get what you want. Let me say that again. Tell her what she hears so you can get what you want. We've all done it. So let's not play the, 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 the point and finger game. She's this, she's that, she's this. Listen, there's a ton of women out here that don't understand uh, 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 love. And I will admit it. Because there are a lot of men out here who don't understand how to show love. There are a lot of women out here, again, I'm going to say this on record again, there are a lot of women out here who do not know how to receive love. And there are a lot of men out here who don't know how to give love. So it's clashing. A lot of people don't know what love looks like. A lot of people come from very dysfunctional situations. And I'm not giving them an excuse, but you have to understand. I cannot give you a book of hard words when you haven't even learned how to read the alphabet. So again, you haven't even learned the alphabet, but yet and still I expect you to read the encyclopedia. That's damn near impossible. And the reason why it's impossible is because this person hasn't learned the basic understandings of life. But yet and still you expect this person to be able to regurgitate such high-valued information, meaning love. Love doesn't look like what we're taught. Rule number one. You know, I go to my Bible when I speak on the word love. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is pure. Love is long. Love. It says long-suffering. That's what it says. Love is not always right, you know? And love may not look like the movie that you just watched last night. The notebook is not reality. That is fake. The, the, the Cinderella story that you women read as children, that is fake. You understand? That girl that might have hurt you, Mikey, or James, or Chris, or Steve, or you men, when you were a child, don't take it out on her. She's not her. And it's not fair that you're taking out what was done to you in your past. See, the problem with that word called trauma we hurt other people because hurt people hurt people. That's all that's going on. Men are hurting women and women are hurting men. It's a competition of who can hurt each other the most. It's a ping pong gang of who can hurt each other the most. I'm going to hurt you, you're going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt you, you're going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt you, you're going to hurt me. And we think this is normal when it's the most unhealthiest times that we've been in right now. And yet and still, men and women are in competition with each other. I find it disheartening that a man can compete with a woman and I find it disheartening that a woman can compete with a man. That doesn't make sense. We need each other. Let's stop this madness and stop pushing this nasty narrative. I can't stand it. I need my sisters. And I need my sisters to know she needs me. And that's the truth. Every time I see a woman, I don't see the names and the words that they call her. I see my sister. So if my sister is weak and she's hurting, I'm taking advantage of her. Don't make me a king. A king will reach his hand down and lift his sister up and tell her, you're beautiful. Your daddy wasn't there, but I'm going to show you what love looked like. I'm going to push you up. I'm going to tell you you're better than every man that made it came in your life and took advantage of you. I'm going to tell you that. And every woman should be looking at that man who's been hurt and he doesn't understand that he's hurt, so he's taking it out on the next woman. He don't know any better. 
We like to believe that it's black and white, but it's always gray areas. Everything is not as transparent as we look at it. But yet and still, we think everything is what we see. Everything is not as transparent as we would like to believe. There is a lot of emotional traumas a lot of people haven't gotten over. I've dated a girl that wouldn't trust me around women because she was hurt. And yet and still, she walks on life, continuously behaving like that. You know why? Because no one will hold her accountable and tell her the way she's living is wrong. She needs to seek therapy. She needs to seek help. See, I'm here today to tell my sisters and my brothers that it's okay to get therapy. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to naturally feel. And for my men, I don't care what nobody say, you are not weak because you feel. It is normal. It is abnormal to expect a human not to feel. It's normal. So, man, when you've been hurt, it's time you start talking about them hurts. You can start with me. Anybody that's in this live right now, raise your hand if you've been hurt. And I want everyone to see how common it is. We all get hurt. My hand is up high. Raise your hand if you've been hurt. Let's raise our hands. Let's see who's going to raise their hand and tell the truth. Raise your hand if you've been hurt. And tell the truth. That go one. Raising their hand. Telling the truth. That go more. Raising their hands. More raising their hands. More raising their hands. Raise them hands. Raise them. And the concept of raising your hand is to be honest with yourself. It is normal. Sometimes when we allow people to take advantage of us, you have to look at yourself and say, how and why and when did, they, did I allow them to take advantage of me? Sometimes you have to be the blame of yourself because sometimes we choose people who take advantage of us because we saw red flags, but we move so goddamn fast, we forget or we don't see the red flags. Sometimes you move so fast, you'll miss the red flags. You run right past them. And that's the problem. A lot of us ran past them red flags, and now what we're going to do is this. We're going to play the victim. He did this to me, girl, and he did that to me, girl, and, he, and then the man calling, yo, she did this and she did that. Listen, buddies. Listen, sister. A lot of the times it's our fault. Why? Because he's so cute. Why? Because he's so tall. Why? Because her butt is so big. Why? Because she's fire. These are the conversations I hear people talking about. I do not hear people saying stuff like, because she's God-fearing. Because he's God-fearing. Because he's a good man. Because he works hard. Because he's a provider. Because he's consistent. The things that matter, we devalue the most. But yet and still, we accommodate the things that don't matter. We give a check for the things that's physical not the mental. There's a lot of people who walk around here every day and they look absolutely normal. But yet still, they have a lot of problems. They're not normal. So let's stop allowing that person that may have hurt you before prevent you from getting to that next man, that next woman. Your future being is out there. Yet and still, they may not look like what you thought they should. The problem is a lot of people believe that love looks a certain way. And I'm talking about physically. A person that's going to value you. Ladies, your husband is, might not be a 6'5 NBA player who makes a million dollars a year. He might be that fat, chubby bus driver who loves you to death. He might be that taxi cab Uber driver who comes home every night to you and adores you. Man, she might not have the biggest butt. Might be flat. Guess what? That flat behind is loyal to you, and it honors you, and it loves you, and it's consistent with you, and it always come home to you. But yet and still, we'll keep running to things that we want. I'm going to tell you something, and I want everybody to hear this good. When you keep overvaluing what you want, you lessen the value of what you need. Sometimes we overvalue what we want and lessen the value of what we need. I'm going to tell you something. Needs are mandatory. Wants can be compromised. I can want a girl who's tall, light-skinned, with a big butt. But my needs will always be my needs. 
I need loyal. I need honest. I need someone that respects me. I need someone that's consistent. I need someone that could be a mother to my children. I need that. And I don't need a big butt. That fades. And if that's how superficial you are, I feel sorry for you. And for my ladies, you don't need a man with abs down to his pelvis. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. No disrespect to my guys who are in shape, but I'm about to take a shot at y'all a little bit. Most of the guys around my age that's super in shape, they're usually broke. No disrespect unless they're an athlete. I'm going to say this one more time. Most of the guys that I've ever met that's super fit, they kind of broke. No, I'm, I, got, I got a little gut, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I got my little muscles out. I work out as much as I can. But it's either A, worry about my finances, or B, worry about my physique. So sometimes we negate the finances. Real men will negate the finances. That's why he got a little gut. He got a little gut because he's worried about building his empire and he's worried about being consistent economically. But yet and still, we look at that guy who looks amazing. He spent too much time in the gym, baby. He's not getting any money. His protein powder costs too much money. So now you got to date a guy who cares about his protein powder before he cares about putting food in your stomach or putting food on your table. But yet and still, you'll judge that guy who got the little pudge who drive the bus and he'll love you to death. See, I'm going to tell you something. Respecting them blue-collar men. There's a lot of them. Start respecting them electricians. Start respecting them plumbers. Start respecting those men who get up every day to put food on their table and stop looking at those guys who look, who just a superficial look. I'm going to tell you something. One thing about a relationship, look, looks fade. When them, when, them, when them bills start hitting, that's when you start realizing that them looks ain't paying them bills. She could be the most beautiful, ugliest person you ever met in your life and vice versa for the man. He could be the most handsome, ugliest person you ever met in your life. He has no morals. He has no principles. He has no integrity. He has no emotion. Some guys are very, and some women are very emotionless. It's because they've learned how to become what they, their traumas. They allow their self to become very, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, um, not unwilling to feel anymore because they've been through so much. And I'm going to tell you something. Those people who blocked out their emotions and say, oh, whatever a man could do, I could sleep around, I could do the same things. I'm going to tell you something. Sister, don't do that to yourself. You're worth more than that. You're way worth more than that. If a man could sleep around with no, no regard, so can a woman. I'm going to tell you something. STDs are real, and they exist for men and for women. And I hate to say this, being that a woman is a, all organ, her organ is all out. Women are easier to get diseases than men. And I'm going to be honest with you. And there's a lot of guys running around here who are not taking care of themselves. You got to be careful who you get intimate with. Sometimes we look at things like, oh, whatever the man does, I can do. I hear you, sisters, but let's not value those words. Those words have hindered a lot of great women. And the sad part about it is a lot of women believe it. They believe it. And they really believe this to be reality. And I'm going to tell you something before we get up out of here. Learn to love your sisters. Learn to love your brothers. Sisters, you guys are way more stronger than you truly believe you are. When God created a woman... He knew what he was creating. You know, the man may be the head. But the woman is the neck. The head can't do nothing without the neck. And I'm going to call it what it is. The man may be the head. But the woman is the neck. Cannot do this without my neck. So, men, you need your neck. And I'm going to tell you something. Let's stop thinking that we don't need each other and keep pushing this bad narrative. This narrative have gotten so bad to the point where I think some people are more happy than they really think they are because society tells them there's a perfect being out there waiting for them. There are people who've been married for 20, 30 years and they really believe that there's someone out there waiting for them. And you know the sad part is? I don't believe that. I think God gave you your husband. I think God gave you your wife. But yet and still, you're still anticipating what could be. When you keep overvaluing what could be, You'll never appreciate what is. Sometimes people don't appreciate what is because they overvalue what they have. Or they undervalue what they have. That's why people have problems. How can you value what you have when you're too busy or staring into somebody else's window? 
See, rather than you cleaning out your old garden, you out here watching Chris's garden. You out here watching Vivian's garden. You out here watching Alicia's garden. You out here watching Tyler's garden. You out here watching Kinsey's garden. But you don't see that Kinsey put a lot of work into his relationship. See, behind closed doors, they have their real problems. But to the world, everything looks perfect. See, to my lady, stop looking at these movies and believing that's real. It's fake. It's not real. You can fool yourself into believing that there's a 6'5 guy with a six-figure job and he's waiting for you. Like you're going to hit the lottery. Listen, there is a man out there who will respect you, who will love you, and he will honor you. He ain't going to look like what you think. Trust me, he's not. That six-figure earner, that all of these things that you want the most, he might not respect you at all. That guy that you keep looking past every day, a little creepy, like Chris, he love you. He'll be there for you. You know, and that's the issues. Let's stop overvaluing what could be. Start valuing what is. A lot of people need to start taking, um, becoming more grateful for their lives. You understand? I get it, ladies. The worst thing I've ever seen men do to y'all, and I'm going to tell it what it is, we'll learn everything that went on wrong in your life, right? We'll tell you that we're not going to do that and come into your life and if not, do worse. That is the worst thing I see us men do. We do that a lot, and I'm going to tell the truth. A lot of men need to stop doing that. This lady will tell you all her traumas. Ultimately, all you do is use it against her and do it all over again. Let's break the cycle. Let's love on each other. Let's stop pushing these bad narratives. But again, if you keep overly undervaluing what you have, you'll never appreciate it. It's like having a brand new car but knowing that you don't want this new car. How does that new car stay new? You have to take care of it. You got to tune it up. You got to give it an oil change. You got to definitely spice things up. You know, one day I was talking to my boy, right? And he said, his girl comes to bed every night. Every night she comes to bed, she looks like a grandma. He said, I told her that I'm not attracted to that. She got upset. And I told him, I said, yo, bro, you're young, you're vibrant. No one wants to get old too fast. Guys, spice it up. Start working out a little bit. Do some push-ups. Tone up a little bit. Ladies, you can do the same. And if you're not, we can work out together. Work on yourselves. Because every day you have to understand, I'm going to be fair. Men are very visual. And a lot of men, they see with the eye first. So sometimes before they physically cheat, they already mentally cheated because they already got stimulated from the eyes. They're thinking about it already. So I'm not saying, and men respect the women that had your babies and you complaining about having on so much weight. She put on weight because she had your big old babies. Your big old kids, and you complaining about her having so much weight on her, and she done gave birth to your big old monster babies. What do you expect? You know, come on, let's be real. and Let's be fair. You know, for those guys who understand that you need your women, and for my women who understand they need men, I want to give a round of applause to you. I'm going to tell y'all this to tell y'all this. For those who don't know, go follow me on Instagram at QDABOSS516. QDABOSS516. Listen, the, the YouTube channel was in the background of the video. It's empowered dynasty. Follow it, support it. Let's keep running it up. Let's support the real and stop for, supporting the fake and complaining about everything that's going on in society. Let's change society one day at a time. But until then, until next time, you know what we ain't gonna do. We ain't letting nothing go over our head.